Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 632. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about four ways to not outlive your retirement savings. And in a minute, I'm going to share with you an article from CNBC that was written by Annie Nova. But why I want to talk about this, regardless of if you are at retirement age yet or not, you might be a lot younger than retirement age and think this doesn't really apply to you. Oh, but yes, it does. Because these are things you need to think about years in advance in order to have the right plan for retirement. Because people's number one fear is that they're going to run out of money in retirement. And think about it, if you don't have a way to earn a living anymore, and you don't have an income source other than Social Security, what are you going to do if you're brought down to poverty level with Social Security? Because Social Security isn't going to cover all of your expenses. And it's not enough to rely on just Social Security. So what I want to do today is talk about those four ways that you can make sure that your money lasts through your entire retirement and how you can start thinking about that years in advance so you can start making the appropriate choices. For example, one choice is the difference between a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. And as you know, with a traditional IRA, you're forced to start taking distributions at age 70 and a half. That means you've got to start taking money out of your IRA so the government can get their taxes. But if you had chosen to do a Roth IRA, assuming you don't make too much money and you qualify, then if you had a Roth IRA, you would not have to start taking mandatory distributions or required minimum distributions, RMDs, at age 70 and a half. There is no requirement to start taking distributions and there is no tax to be paid because you've already paid tax on the money before it went into the Roth IRA. So you see how these things will affect you years in the future, but they're your decisions that you're making today that are really important. The accepted idea today for how much money you can withdraw from an IRA is around 3%. So the theory goes like this. If you only withdraw 3% per year from your IRA, it will generally last your lifetime and you'll never run out of money. There's all kinds of calculations and simulations and things that financial advisors do and financial planners do to try and help you determine the exact right number or percentage that you can take out so that you don't run out of money. But here's the thing. We are in unprecedented times. We're in in times where interest rates are so low that it's difficult to even get a 3% rate of return anymore. And that means that you're going to be invading principal 
because if your account isn't growing at a rate of 3% and you're taking out 3% a year and you have inflation at a couple of percent on top of that, you'll be losing purchasing power and will not have the ability to maintain over your lifetime. So we're in this unprecedented territory right now where we have interest rates going so low, they're going to be approaching zero. In some parts of the world, they're negative. That means you're paying for the bank to take care of your money. They're not paying you any interest. So these are unusual times, unprecedented times, and it's more important than ever to talk about what are the interest rates that you can earn, what are the interest rates you can take out, how to position your portfolio to make sure it will last your entire lifetime. So that's what we're gonna talk about today. I thought Annie did a really good job of talking about these four points to make sure that your money lasts, and that's what we're gonna cover right now in her article. So she has three key points, one is people entering retirement will have to devise a smart strategy of how to spend their savings. Her second key point, they don't wanna outlive their nest egg and they also don't wanna live more frugally than they need to. And her third key point is, these are some time-tested strategies to make sure you don't spend too much or too little. And here's the article. With some experts warning that $1 million in retirement savings might not even do the trick these days, it's understandable if you're kept up at night wondering, will I have enough? Here's another question worth asking. How should I spend what I have? A good answer to the latter can help you with the former. In other words, if you know how you should be spending, then you'll know if you have enough. Whether your nest egg is $1 million, $250,000, more or less, you'll need to devise a smart strategy of how to spend your money so that you don't outlive your savings. Withdrawing too much money early in your retirement can have a devastating effect on your standard of living, said Ariel O'Shea, a retirement and investing expert at personal finance website NerdWallet. On the other hand, O'Shea said, you don't want to be led by fear. Being too conservative could mean you don't enjoy those years you've worked so hard for, she said. Below are some time-tested ways to spend your retirement savings. Number one, the 4% rule. Now retired financial advisor William Bengen came up with the so-called 4% rule almost two decades ago. It's still in circulation. It's simple. You draw 4% from your savings in your first year of retirement and then adjust that amount for inflation every year thereafter. For example, imagine you have $800,000 in savings. In your first year of retirement, you'd withdraw $32,000. If inflation was 3% for the year, the following year you'd take out $32,960. In other words, 4% of $800,000, which is $32,000, plus 3% of that $32,000, which is $960, for a total of $32,960. It's a good starting point, especially for someone doing their own planning, said certified financial planner Brad Bob, owner of Bob Financial in Springfield, Illinois. Of late, however, some experts say retirees might not be able to defend the strategy. The 4% rule hasn't really been tested against such low interest rates, said Wade Faw, professor of retirement income at the American College for Financial Services. Most experts agree that retirees will need a portion of their savings still invested in the stock market, 
where returns are typically higher in the long run than those produced by bonds or certificates of deposit. Even so, not all nest eggs will be able to endure a 4% annual drain. And for those with really large savings, the 4% rule could leave you living more frugally than you need to. The goal is not to die the richest person in the graveyard, said Alan Roth, CFP and founder of financial advisory firm WealthLogic in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Another issue with this tool, it's awfully rigid, said Colleen Giaconetti, senior investment analyst at Vanguard. There are a number of factors that can make your budget vary from one year to the next, including health care and travel expenses and when you claim Social Security. Every individual's needs are different, and it's likely that their annual spending will fluctuate throughout retirement, Giaconetti said. All right, so I want to pause there. There's a few things in this very important first point. Number one, the 4% rule has changed to the 3% rule, and maybe we'll even decline from there because interest rates have trended so low. While the 4% rule was the classic rule for a long time, We had interest rates a lot higher and, quote, more normal. So what worked at 4% in the past or 3% now might even go lower in the future, which means that it's reducing the income that you're allowed to have in retirement in order for it to last for your entire life. This is one of the reasons why I always encourage my listeners to have income that can continue into your retirement years, whether you have an online business, whether you do some consulting work, or whether it's rental income, I want you to continue your income streams into and throughout your retirement. This will help you supplement your social security, your pensions, your IRAs, whatever other income you have, you'll have another source of income coming in. Another thing I wanna point out is this article talked about a portion of your savings still invested in the stock market. Of course, you're always going to need growth and because you're going to be retired for possibly 30 years, 40 years, who knows how long people will live in the future. And our life expectancies have extended so long from the point where social security was started. You've probably heard that social security was originally intended to only last two years because people only lived two years past retirement age at that time. But now, since people are living 20 years past retirement age or even longer, many people living past age 100, which is one of the fastest growing age groups, we're going to need to have income for a lot longer and to plan for that money to last a lot longer. And that's why you're going to not only need to invest in the stock market now while you're accumulating for retirement, but also after you retire, because you're going to continue to need those higher compounding rates. You're gonna continue to need to outpace inflation. You're gonna continue to need your money to be working hard for you and growing for you to provide more money for you. And one of the easiest ways to do that, historically, has been in the stock market. So I agree, you're going to still need to keep a pretty healthy portion of your retirement invested in the stock market even after you're retired. And another point I wanna make about this first section, when they talked about how your budget can vary from one year to the next, including healthcare and travel and when you claim social security, that's very true because how you spend your retirement may be different from how someone else spends their retirement. 
you might want to spend your time golfing and someone else might want to spend their time traveling. Or you might want to spend your time at the beach and someone else may want to spend it skiing. So there's all different ways that you're going to be spending your money in retirement and also how you're going to be living. Are you going to be living in one house? Are you going to be a snowbird and spending time between two houses? There's all different kinds of strategies and costs associated with those decisions. So you wanna be smart about your lifestyle and what's really gonna make you happy and how much you need to accomplish that lifestyle. The one thing that's really hard to plan for is your health care, your medical costs, your long-term care. If you can tell me the health that you're going to be in when you're age 80 or 90 or 100, I can tell you how much money you need for that. But of course, nobody knows what kind of health condition they're going to be in at that time. Are you going to be in a good mental state? Are you going to be in a good physical state? Are you going to need some care from an outside person coming to your home to help you do some things? If you've dealt with these things with your parents, you know it can be very challenging and very expensive. And as much as you wanna try and live in your own home and take care of these expenses yourself, sometimes if your health goes downhill, you don't have a choice and you need to be in a facility that can give you more intense care. Yes, there are some insurance policies that you can invest in that can help provide for long-term care. But again, no one knows really what the expenses are going to be at that time and if those policies can even cover them. And they're very, very expensive to purchase. So trying to transfer that risk to an insurance company is great if you can afford it, but not everyone can. So you do what you can to minimize those risks and you take really good care of yourself to try and maintain good health, strength, agility, and mental acuity. Those are all really important for you to focus on for the long term. Not only so that you can minimize healthcare costs, but more importantly, so that you can really enjoy life. All right, let's go on to point number two of how not to outlive your retirement savings. Number two is dynamic spending. And it says, some retirees prefer a dynamic spending strategy, which provides retirees with the flexibility to account for unexpected expenses or rocky market conditions, Giaconetti said. With this technique, you might still begin your retirement at a 4% withdrawal, but you can also establish a withdrawal ceiling and floor rate, the most and least you'll take out in a given year. For example, say you have a $1 million nest egg. Your maximum annual withdrawal might be 5% and your minimum could be 2.5%. One of the drawbacks of the 4% rule is that annual withdrawals from the portfolio are indifferent to the returns of the capital markets, Giaconetti said. The dynamic spending strategy, she said, offers an antidote. For example, if the market dropped 20% in a year, a retiree might slash spending by a fifth for a few years, or he or she could permanently cut spending by a smaller percentage, say 3%. In short, this rule helps retirees maintain income for basic expenses while allowing for more discretionary income if market returns are favorable, Giaconetti said. The strategy might be unnecessary for retirees who really do anticipate a consistent overhead. Number three, the bucket method. A third spending tool is the bucket strategy, which divides your retirement savings into segments, said John Bearer, 
CFP and Director of Wealth Management at Blankenship and Foster in Solana Beach, California. He said there are typically two buckets, one for withdrawal, one for growth. These could also be called a short-term bucket and a long-term bucket, Bearer said. The withdrawal bucket should have enough to cover your annual expenses for a set period of time. For example, if a retiree needs to take out $50,000 a year and they want the money to cover five years, the bucket should have at least $250,000. The withdrawal bucket will typically be invested in low-risk, highly liquid investments such as high-grade bonds and money market funds, Bearer said. The timeline with this strategy is less overwhelming than with the 4% rule. By having rules about how many years worth of spending should be in the withdrawal bucket, the retiree is more tuned into what their withdrawals need to be. The other bucket will be for long-term growth. The investments in this bucket can include higher risk, more volatile investments such as stocks. It'll be important for retirees to strike a balance between the two buckets to make sure they're not being too conservative or too risky. The strategy can also get complicated fast. You might have more than two buckets, one for emergency savings or one for children and grandchildren. Lifestyle buckets like travel or philanthropy force some discipline on how much to spend on those items. A big advantage of the strategy is that it reduces people's risk of making regrettable moves with their savings. When a retiree knows their withdrawal bucket is secure, it's easier not to panic in the face of bad stock market news, Bear said. It gives retirees peace of mind. All right, I want to pause there and say I really like this strategy. I think it's simple. I think it gives you some clear guidance to what you can spend versus what you're investing for later. And if you can pencil out what trips you want to take or what some extra expenses are going to be, I think you can do some good planning and put some money aside that you can feel comfortable spending while you also have a significant portion invested and you're able to hopefully reach those higher compounding rates and continue to grow your money. Here is method number four. It's called the RMD method. RMD stands for required minimum distribution and that is what I was talking about earlier where the IRS makes you start taking distributions from your traditional IRA at age 70 and a half. And it says, some retirees want to use the IRS's required minimum distributions tables for individual retirement accounts and 401k plans as guidance on how to spend down all of their savings, including any brokerage accounts or certificates of deposit. An RMD, or Required Minimum Distribution, is the amount you're required by the government to withdraw each year from your IRA, but not Roth IRAs, which have no required withdrawal, as I mentioned earlier. The mandates kick in the year you turn 70 and a half. The number is calculated by dividing your account balance as of December 31st of the prior year by the IRS life expectancy tables. Let's say you have $1 million saved. If you don't have a spouse and were born in December of 1953, your first RMD would be roughly $50,500 according to calculations on the Charles Schwab website. Assuming an annual return of 6%, your nest egg shouldn't dry out until after your 115th birthday. Check out this handy calculator to figure out your math. End of article. 
All right, so obviously it's giving you the calculator so you can look at your required minimum distributions. They're determining it over your life expectancy. So the longer you live, the less it's going to be giving you over time, but you're basically recalculating it every year. The problem with this method is sometimes you are not given a whole lot of income. So that's why it's a trickier one and one that I don't see as likely that people are going to follow. I really like the bucket strategy number three, but take a look at each one, see what you think. You can play with this calculator. I will put a link to the article in the show notes so you can do that. But what you really wanna do is start saving as early as possible for retirement, provide that extra income stream that you can, or I should say as many extra streams of income as you can in retirement. It's never been easier than it is today to do that. And start thinking about it years in advance. Again, it's not something to start worrying about, it's something to really start planning for, to think about, to start deciding. I know you might be young and thinking about starting your family and you might have different priorities right now, but I assure you time flies. And before you know it, you're gonna wish that you've given this a little bit more thought. If you're close to retirement, these are definitely things that you need to be thinking about, reading this article, calculating, making plans for, or talking with a financial advisor about. The more planning you can do, the better off you're gonna be. And the better you are at investing, the better off you're gonna be. So if you want to really get up to speed on how to invest the best for you, consider the Be Wealthy and Smart VIP experience. I give you the portfolio for growth, I give you the stock symbols, the asset allocation, everything you need to be invested to get your money working harder for you. All you need to do is fill out the short questionnaire in the show notes and we'll set up a time to talk and see if it's a good fit. The only thing I require is that you are out of consumer debt, no credit card debt, but otherwise there's no minimum or maximum amount of money that you need in order to be a part of this and benefit from everything that we're doing investing. And we're restarting our giveaway program for reviews. I'm going to be giving away five of my Wealth Heiress books and five appointments with me. All you need to do is write a review for the podcast and your name will be entered into the drawing one time. And if you write a book review on the Wealth Heiress book, your name will go in the drawing two times. This contest will be short. It'll go through the end of October and I'll announce the winners on November 1st. Good luck. I hope you win. You have a great chance. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.